All right, what's up, everybody? Uh, thank you again. Uh, well, welcome to our part first two-part episode, I guess. This is our dramatic conclusion from the previous episode of Two Old Souls. Again, I am Michael, and with me, as always, is Andrew, as you know, the whole bit and deal. But, yeah, we just thought we would cut the cut these conversations uh, into two pieces just because it feels a little better. I think just to, the tonal shift might have been a little more too jarring all in one episode <laughs> in retrospect. So if you wanted to just hear about this aspect, um, welcome. If you're joining in from the Halloween costume, be like, where the hell is the continuity, dude? Hello. <laughs> welcome as well though for that there too. That was a weird sentence. I'm really looking forward to eating something out of this conversation. But anyway, <clears throat> so with it also being Filipino, um, let me just actually make sure I'm saying this right because, like the some the, American, I believe it's heritage. It's his, is it history or heritage? Let's look it up real quick. Uh, so apparently it's actually no, it's Filipino American History Month. Um, oh, history. Okay. So we have our My own. My bad. Oh, I was yeah. half correct. <laughs> Get it? You're half something else right. too. <laughs> so, if you did or didn't know, I am I'm Filipino. I was born in the Philippines, mostly raised here in the states. And uh, Andrew, you yourself, you got you got some of that some of that in you too. Am I right? Yeah, my mom's uh, Filipino. I'm I'm born and raised in San Francisco, mm-hmm. California. So anyway, yes, I just thought in in the spirit of that, we haven't actually really talked about this amongst each other too much. So I'm actually really interested to kind of yeah. hear where this goes. You know, I just thought we would, in keeping with <clears throat> the sort of uh, mission statement of the show a little bit or kind of the time frame that we sort of cover. I just thought it would be interesting if we talked a little bit about our experiences kind of growing up in, in what ways, you know, sort of that Filipino identity or that those, those cultural aspects or whatever kind of played into our, you know, our early childhood or adolescence or whatever, you know, where, whatever, wherever it kind of comes, I think we're definitely going to get into some stuff that neither of us, have really known about each other so i think it'll be pretty interesting um yeah i um, one way or the other i just want to say like we usually talk about things we've somewhat talked about before mm-hmm. and other than like you and i like declaring that what our ethnic background might be we haven't really touched on this because there's really not been um i don't say a reason but kind of a motivation to yeah um it just our friendship doesn't we haven't really been in situations to talk about these kinds of things to like Oh, I guess we have recently when I when I called you up about some a couple things that were like going on personally, but uh other than that, we I just never really ex- we've never shared like experiences growing up particularly pertaining to like our family cultural practices, I guess, and mm-hmm. just awareness of other Filipino Americans and and what we thought and what maybe when we became aware of this being an actual mm-hmm. title and an identity that people um use and and have so it's, it'll be interesting interesting uh, conversation for sure yeah for sure i'm just kind of deciding here i don't really have any like opening statement questions like i kind of just feel like i feel like we're let's just fucking talk and just see where it goes you know this is mm-hmm. we're breaking you're witnessing something special here folks we're like, like we're kind of like breaking new ground here <laughs> as we speak yeah. so yeah were you gonna say something no i'm just i'm agreeing with you yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah um you know maybe i could kind of kick it off a little bit so yeah. Just tell a little bit of my story. So, yeah, I was born in the Philippines. In um, okay, so let me put it this way: if Manila is San Francisco, I would say I was born in like just like a satellite town. So I was born in Quezon City, QC, to the locals. I think the locals kind of call it there. And 
I was born there, and you know, I don't have a lot of memories. I remember my grandparents, my my grandparents' house, like staying there a lot. I remember going to this mall all the time. There was always this dope little uh, command Power Rangers Command Center playset <laughs> that I would always go, mm-hmm. that I would always play with whenever I'd go to this like one toy store in the mall. Um, <clears throat> I remember my daycare center where my parents would take me. I remember where we used to live, this condo. Um, but that was all just really, you know, I was so early there and you just take that, you, you, you're born and whatever your world, the world that you come into is, you just take that as, Oh, that's just, that's just what it is. This is just, this is my whole world here. This, these people, these places, mm, all yeah. that stuff. Right. And then, you know, I distinctly remember like not seeing my dad for a while, I guess. And then, before I knew it, my mom and I, I still remember the, the plane, the plane ride that we took from the Philippines to LA, which is where I lived first when we moved here to the States. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember, yeah, like being like, oh, that's my dad. I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> like, where's he been? Um, you know, we pull into this. How old were you? Uh, three. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We pull it. So I guess this is really more so about my, my life as a Filipino American because I can, I can definitely speak more to that. That's what we're so. That's what we're kind of acknowledging today. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Filipino yeah, American. Sure. Yeah, that's true. For I, I can't, I cannot speak on anything outside of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean? So, <clears throat> so yeah, we, you know, we we lived in this apartment in Glendale, and then I still remember too. I think I have pictures of this too. I wanted to set aside for context. Like, my dad set up the apartment and everything for us where we were gonna live, and to like massage in, I guess my transition. He had a bunch of my toys shipped. I think he bought me some new toys, and he even had some of my toys from the Philippines, like, sent over. Maybe, and I don't remember this. I'm like, because, you know, maybe the timing was good because it would have been otherwise. Like, where the fuck is my X-Men Blackbird jet? Like, where the fuck is my Megazord? <laughs> like, you know. Um, but, yeah, like, there's just all these toys laid out in front of me and almost as if to be like, hey, um, hey, yeah, we moved, by the way. <laughs> like, I don't remember them telling me, like, hey, we're moving. Like, yeah, as far as I was concerned, I thought we were like on like an extremely extended vacation that time in Glendale, like from from what I recall, you know, again, yeah, I was just experiencing like I was just a kid, you know, like, I mean, I knew where I was from. I knew where I was born, but I didn't I just was still just kind of like doing whatever it was I was doing. I was sitting on the couch watching TV. Um, I was still drinking from a bottle. I was actually drinking from a bottle pretty late into life. Like, I think that might be why my teeth kind of look the way that they do a little bit because I think I was still like bottle feeding up until I was like four or five just because I like drinking out of a bottle but whatever (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but even at my at my like daycare or preschool in Glendale I don't recall there being any other Filipino kids I had a Filipino teacher and okay yeah 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 um so that was kind of interesting and then um once we moved up here we moved up here to the bay and we first lived in like emeryville and stuff um uh but then i I was going to a daycare there's that there's you know there's this super tiny little church right next to orange park in south city so i would go to this daycare over there because my parents my dad was working Uh, trying to imagine it my dad used to work for the newspaper philippine news um so my daycare was over here and i think there was a couple other filipino kids there too but again, I'm just like thinking like, oh, I'm just this, I'm just this kid fucking moving through life. I'm just playing with toys. I eat, I play with toys. I watch TV. I pee and poo. That's, that's my whole existence right there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, 
and it really wasn't and you know and i'd eat filipino food at home and things like that for sure like as one does like i just remember eating the peak of my pancit consumption uh, <laughs> was at which is like glass like kind of like shiny noodles with like chicken and like mm-hmm. shredded chicken and like shredded and like carrots and stuff for those of y'all who don't know cabbage too but it wasn't until i got we moved to pacifica so we moved to pacifica when i was four uh yeah four or five and even then kindergarten was pretty chill there was like a couple other filipino kids in my class which was cool i think but i didn't really like process that i was just like oh these kids kind of look like me that's cool mm-hmm. um so that was all pretty chill i think the thing too the thing that i resonate with heavily here in terms of when I think about just the idea of being like Filipino American, even then it's like you have that hyphen, the Filipino part comes first or whatever. And I think there's something that I need to process this about too. So I'm like, I'm actually getting pretty heady here. Like I, I Hmm. equate being Filipino American with being like an other, you know, so being part of like an out group and shit. It's like the earliest memory I have of like, really having it really registered to me that I was different from cause from the other kids because my elementary school uh, Oddstad Elementary in Pacifica in the back of the valley the BOV was shit dude like 99 I'm probably not exaggerating but it felt 99% white you know mm-hmm. um, so this one day in second grade yeah we're eating lunch and I bring out my mom packed me spam and rice which is fucking one of the greatest meal combinations ever known to man. I, I have a comment yeah. about Spam and Rice. I okay. might have made it on this uh, show okay, before, but uh, it's the reason I didn't like Spam for so long. Okay. Um, do you want to you want to make that comment now, or do you want me to finish? Yeah, it's, it's just kind of... <laughs> I'll get into it a little later, but, okay. you know, my grandma... A lot of my earlier foods, and, like, I'll, I'll find a way to tie this in, but basically it's the first time my grandma let me down with food. Uh, oh, okay. I think I've heard trip. this story, but tell, tell, tell a, me again. Yeah, we're on a road trip. And, you know, my grandma asked if any of us were hungry. And, like, and I was like, all right, yeah, I'll eat something. And she pulls out this uh, this box. I never knew what Spam was before. So she opens up the Tupperware. It's uh, rice and there's, like, some meat in there. I was like, what's that? It's like, And everyone's like, oh, it's Spam. But it wasn't cooked. Or, or, or it was and it was just cold. But, you know, when you cook it, all the, some of the fat comes off and it becomes smaller. So, like... It's still like a thick piece of, and oh, it was like kind of cut like up. Jelly, that gelatin yeah, fat layer on top of it. I yeah. just took like a small bite and I was like, I, I closed it. I like, I'm good. I'm not hungry anymore. And uh, it just, when you say spam and rice, I'm like, fuck. Like, I, the first time I had spam and rice, I was utterly disappointed. And uh, I don't need spam now, but like, I, there was a time where I did appreciate it and like spam is pretty fucking awesome. But, right on. You know, yeah. I don't know if it's. Nothing. I had nothing to do with being Filipino, other than like it was a Filipino grandma that introduced it to me, and yeah, um, I was like, okay, this sucks. Not the best. <laughs> I, of it conditions. wasn't given to me yeah. how it was supposed to be given to me, so that's not anyone's fault. But like, it's just the circumstances. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to eat so that. I'm so sorry. That is gross. That is a disservice to you and your palate. Um, yep. But anyway, yep. <laughs> but that was your but, lunch, your first day of school. No, 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 not first day. It was just some random day, and it was like early in the year in second grade. But uh-huh. it was like. A Tupperware of Spam and Rice and with, like, some ketchup packets in my lunchbox because I always ate it with ketchup. But anyway, so, like, two things happened in that day. A, it was it sucked because it was cold, so that was one thing. And I remember eating it with this little, like, set, like, Pocahontas, like, silverware, like, spork, uh, fork and uh-huh. spoon set. But anyway, yeah, so I put the ketchup on the Spam. And uh, as one does, you know, Filipino, a lot of us grow up Catholic, um, so we're used to, like, praying before meals and shit. So I do my little 
prayer, free food prayer. And I don't know why I specifically did it for that meal. Maybe it's because like, oh, this is something I would typically eat at home. So I think I was just conditioned or whatever to do that. So I like pray at the, in the, Mm -hmm. at the lunch table and like all these kids are, I just remember getting kind of like flack for doing that. And then on top of that, they're like, Mm -hmm. what the hell are you eating? You know? Um, So, when all those kids probably also believe in God and shit too, like at that time, like yeah, it's yeah, not like yeah. you were the only Catholic in that school, so that's also kind of you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, in, I think the pr- I mean the prayer the prayer probably did the praying aspect probably didn't weird them out nearly as much as the rectangles of meat I was eating <laughs> with with the rice, you know, or it's alleged a square meat. hot dog. I know, it's right? Like dog. it's the same yeah. fucking principle, like, and arguably I like spam better yeah. than hot dogs. I appreciate hot dogs too, but you know, like. So yeah, mm-hmm. but really though, like that actually yeah. So I have another, I have a daycare story. I'm gonna backtrack and tell that story, but I'm gonna finish this one. So that actually, yeah, I think that was me feeling like, oh fuck, like I feel like I've done something wrong here. Like in me just kind of being, in me just kind of like being myself or doing what I'm doing, like it's not being accepted. So I'm just gonna mm-hmm. not do this, you know. Um, damn, <laughs> this is a tough conversation to have on an empty stomach on a physical and an emotional level, but it's okay. Uh, doing it, doing it for us. Um, but yeah, so based on that, I like never brought, I went several years or like I went a huge chunk of my childhood without like bringing like rice to school again, because like, I just didn't mm-hmm. want to deal with that. Like the mm-hmm. kids at my school were, a lot of the kids were really like mean and just like judgmental and dismissive and shit like that. I mean, kids kids tend to suck anyway but Mm -hmm. it's it's even worse when you're like you know as hooper x said a minority of a minority of a minority like you know Um, i just kind of want to like throw out there that yeah i felt the same way about certain foods when i bring them to school like if Mm -hmm. it wasn't like a lunchable or like a sandwich where i could just eat if i had to use like silverware to eat something sometimes i was a little embarrassed like but seeing like now working in schools and seeing different kids from different cultures just like whip out their shit and just eat it like not like no one's business and like yeah. no one says no one says anything sometimes they trade when you're not i mean you're not supposed to but you know like it's that's like refreshing to see as an adult because it reminds me of like being there and being like man i kind of like don't want to pull out my food in front mm-hmm. of my my friends like they might judge what I'm like what you're saying like they might be weirded out by what I'm eating when I might not want to mm-hmm. be associated with it mm-hmm. like, that happened to me while I was eating dim sum one time surprisingly so like eating a dumpling I had someone like what the fuck is that and then it made me kind of embarrassed so yeah even though that's not my like it's just a food that I like it's not my culture but the uh I like dim sum just that otherness yeah, fuck well, yeah San Francisco culture in a way yeah. Yeah. that's true so that's true yeah, okay. it's okay. So from then on, yeah, similarly, you know, I didn't ask for Lunchables all the time because I, I was always really underwhelmed by, like, the standard basic-ass Lunchables. But, again, as I've told you before, I I fuck hard with, like, re- with mega packs. I really want to, like... Would... Well, it was really more for clout. And yeah, to, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a flex. It was cool. a flex. Yeah. yeah, for real. So I was more keen to just eat, like, cafeteria food. And I was on... Mm. We were My family qualified for... I think I was on free and reduced lunch for fucking years. <laughs> so it was like, it was just okay. easier. It was less work for my mom anyway. So that piece was fine. You know, I ate the food and whatever. But yeah, actually back backtracking real quick. Um, my dad, this is the way my dad likes to tell the story. I'm wondering just how true this is. But so, you know, I like, I knew English, uh, you know, in the Philippines, a lot of like most folks speak English anyway mm-hmm. in yeah. some, <clears throat> to some capacity. But my first day of preschool, like, they introduced me. They're like, okay, fr-, like, Miss Lippy, like, we have a new special <laughs> friend joining us today. 
Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, uh, I think her name was Miss Monica. Uh, so Miss my preschool teacher, Miss Monica, introduces me to the class. This is in Glendale, mind you, and. She's like, she's like, say hi, Michael, or whatever. And I start to talk and like, I start to say shit in Tagalog or whatever. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, they can't understand what you're saying. And then my dad says, from that moment on, I didn't even speak any Tagalog at home or anything like mm-hmm. that at all. And mm-hmm. I was like, good lord, like, I think just like a switch got went off, and I was like, oh shit, like, yeah, I have to. And yeah, so to this day, a... it's actually a bummer because I don't, I don't speak any Tagalog, you know, to this day. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I have, think, um, mm-hmm. I kind of relate to that in the way of like. And I went to a Chinese preschool because I lived in um, Richmond mm-hmm. District, and uh, I was learning Chinese at the time, just to you know, because they they teach it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not saying like I was understanding it, but like I knew like Picking phrases. It up. I knew, and I was yeah. able to like kind of read certain like characters. Like I knew which character were like from what they taught me. I knew how to identify those characters. Um, but since I only went there for two years, and I never kept going to any like follow up. It's gone. Um, and also, you know, growing up with my grandma, she. Uh, spoke spanish a lot like she ran a little daycare like well in like not official daycare but a lot of the kids from the neighborhood where she lived like she lived in bernal heights so it's pretty oh, close to sure. the mission and um so she'd have like a lot of local kids in her in her house so like she spoke spanish and like my parents or my mom at least tells me that i was able to speak a little bit and you know talk but since i but when i stopped going there for babysitting my grandma stopped watching me as i got older i don't understand or talk spanish you know and um that's just kind of a testament to your brain as a kid and also no, just totally. the american aspect of growing up just trying to be american and fit it's in assimilating and, and all um, that shit right yeah you know like my parents grew up with their parents being kind of like ostracized for not speaking great english so mm-hmm. they grew up not speaking a secondary language and then it gets you know passed on to like me not knowing any it's like languages. it's like just don't so, don't fucking stand out just blend in yeah. don't attract any unnecessary yeah. attention you know, and and I'll like touch on that a little later. Is mm-hmm. when like when I tell a little bit more of my shit. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, like I only, cause a lot of, I'd like go to friends' houses in like middle school, high school. Do you understand? Like, Do you understand the I, language? Though? It depends. Like, like certain phrases, and it's really just like contextually. If I already kind of know what mm-hmm. they're talking about anyway, I kind of just try to parse it out from there. But the only time my parents ever used Tagalog on me, like, deliberately is when I was in trouble when they were in math. <laughs> so, like, I was like, yeah. I know what you're saying when you're pissed off. Like, if I've done something wrong, I know. <laughs> or if you're annoyed mm-hmm. at me, like, I can understand you perfectly. But on that piece, no. So I didn't really get that either. But, you know, right. yeah, I was still getting, I was still, so, yeah, I kind of just put that aspect, I think, that was all just kind of on the back burner for me. Like that was just kind of running in the background. I didn't really bring a lot of attention to it. You know, it was really just down to like the food and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, cause my mom would cook Filipino food at home all the time, which was all well and mm-hmm. good, you know? Um, but then, yeah, that, uh, <clears throat> that aspect of kind of being othered only really intensified the further and further I went into elementary school. Um, I managed to make a couple of Filipino friends. And of course I really gravitated toward like, okay, my best friend, my best friend through elementary school, he was not white, at least. Like, he was mm-hmm. black and Native American, I think, yeah. That was kind of a lifeline for me. And then if there was, you know, one of my best friends who's still really close, I'm still really close with to this day, She's she was half Filipino too, half Filipino, half Russian. But that wasn't, like, a huge deal for her. But, like, I remember, yeah, it was wild meeting her mom. I'm like, oh, shit, like, yeah, okay, your mom's totally Filipino. That's, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And then, like, systematically, like, 
a couple of the other Filipino kids in the school kind of moved away. And I was like, well, damn, there goes two more. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So just really feeling like not supported in that way. And then, yeah, in fifth grade, that was a really rough year too, just because like, I was being bullied a lot, like for my weight on, like I mentioned, I think on the, on, in the Halloween piece. Um, at, and then also, yeah, my ethnicity started to come into question. Like they'd be like, Oh, what are you going to do about it? Chinese boy. And then in my head, I'm like, mm. first of all, I'm only part Chinese and you're an asshole. But yeah, there was just like, it was all just coming to a head. I was just like, dude, I fucking hate going to school with all these white kids. Like mm-hmm. they're just, so intolerant and ignorant and everything and so that was yeah that was a really fucking tough year for me and then the whole thing everything just really kind of just blew wide open more so when i started middle school because yeah as i i probably mentioned to you before you know they sort of mishmashed like two middle they they just they've closed two middle schools put them together but the demographics got totally upended because i was going to school with a bunch of filipino kids for the very first fucking time in my life Mm-hmm. which was and i was like these my new friend group yeah like the new friend group that i started to eat lunch with all the time and like it also just coincided that these were kids that i was in uh in band with like beginning band with they were filipino too so i was just like oh shit i think i finally like literally found my people at least in this respect because it's so hard it's so tricky like when i think about it i want to i kind of want to respond to some of the stuff you said like one about filipino american kind of being an other like an other category, um, you know, because for the longest time, even now, um, like when I have to fill out a census and fill out like what I am, what my race, right. what I am racially or ethnically, a lot of times you can't choose two things. Um, I can't choose super, Filipino. Yeah, and that's then, that's incredibly I can't fucked up. That's white. a good point. Yeah, and I also have um, Hispanic, you know, relatives and like his Hispanic ancestors, and like my grandpa was uh, half Mexican and shit like that, for lack of a better term. <laughs> So I can't choose, I can't put an X or I can't fill in three bubbles. I have to put other because, you know, it's how could I choose one over the other when I like when I have to kind of represent all three or four different mixes mm-hmm. out of like the stuff that I have and um, of, of, of that I'm aware of, too. So that that's always been tricky. So like even now I'll, I'll write down other and I actually got a call from my boss earlier this year asking what exactly I was, which I thought was kind of strange because like no one else got that um phone call like i was i remember being at home and my boss was like and if i and if i and if we and if you guys know where i work i'm not really i'm not upset about this i just think it's an interesting thing to do um as far as you know your staff and maybe it's cool to be aware of but but yeah she called me and was like hey i know this is a random question but i just have to ask for records so like what's your ethnicity and um I knew it was because either she just didn't know was curious or it's because she was looking at my file and then she saw that i wrote down other so, but it wasn't for anything like, I don't, I didn't think it was like, I don't think there's a real reason to ask. I just think it just happened and it felt weird, but it does, it always comes up. Like, I don't know what to, I don't have like a thing to put down to where I could just always be definitive about, oh yeah, I'm Filipino American. Oh yeah, I'm, you know, part, I'm a part in Italian American. Like I can't just like latch on to one and say so, like from what we've grown up in, right? Like it's hard for me to really pick a definitive about my, uh, my my ethnicity for once have people remember it and for it to be something to stand by and like kind of uh find people like me to kind of like oh like to just kind of talk about your experience like hey like how do you like you ever come across this like it's more about uh it's it's not really included in those conversations and i don't have like the usually the opening to do that um or the avenue to do that with someone who's also like 
half white, half Filipino, or however you want to do it. Because like a lot of the mixed people I know are not mixed with those things. They're mixed like mixed Latinos, like different different Latinos mixed into one. Um, you know, so it's di very different kind of um, mix. Because like mine is like a racial mix. Yeah, like, I feel like if you're a mixed Latino, you're still like looked at as a Latino person. There's still um, yeah. There's a lot of those commonalities. So yeah. So it's it's hard to um, really get into these conversations because like one you don't want to look like a culture vulture and also you don't want culture to like, vul culture vulture okay what is that what i'll get, in, I'll get into this do? okay these people that just take shit from other cultures and, t and like oh, appropriate right. culture right. appropriation right 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 so i'll say like you know growing up uh i had most exposure to like so when i when i when i was born i lived in the house with my mom my dad and my dad's parents um who are you know racially white um my grandma's italian and my grandma's uh like mexican and maybe german i don't know some other things i'm not i'm not sure about the lineage on my grandpa's side but my grandma's italian so i, I grew up with them but then I, my days would be spent with my grandma my mom's my mom's mom so like because everyone else worked so i'd go over there and i'd be with her all day so like from i don't know until maybe i was like five years old i was always with my grandma so my exposure to like everyday life was more of being out on the side of town of like the mission district or um excelsior district places like that so where it was more maybe latino and some and some asian um and the asians could be chinese vietnamese filipino like it was a mixture of that so like that i feel like i had more of a um exposure to that part of san francisco growing up but i wouldn't call it strictly filipino until i would go to like pittsburgh and see my family so like that's when I would get the idea of um, these people look different than the people on my other side. And I didn't see my my dad's side as much as I saw my mom's side. It's like even though I lived with my grandparents on my dad's side, I would still see the extended family on my mom's side a lot more. So I always naturally just felt more comfortable and more of a family bond with that side um, as a whole. Like I have cousins on my dad's side that I've like grown up with and I'm also very close with, but it's not the same as like, when I think of my family as like a big group, I, I immediately think of my mom's side. So that's that's always been a thing. But um, I don't I don't remember when exactly I became aware of it being Filipino. Like mm -hmm. I don't remember when that was a uh, when I became aware of that. I think I became more aware of myself being Filipino and like the actual um, being around Filipino people was when I moved to Delhi City. That's when I became really more aware of it being a a, a culture and a a race of people and a and just and just different ways of growing up. So like, I guess the way I look at it, um, when I was in San Francisco, going to Sherman and Lafayette and places like that, and other extracurricular activities like baseball and martial arts, the uh, it really was more of a melting pot. It really is kind of like what you would expect America to be like. Because a lot of my, it wasn't just complete. Like maybe some of the places were predominantly white but it wasn't super noticeable like a lot of my friends growing up were chinese black latino a couple white friends um but as far as like my groups of friends when i was out here and, and still growing up it wasn't all one it wasn't it wasn't uh mainly people of one race except for maybe high school most of my friends are latino now but um like but i can't say that because you know like I have you as a really close friend and some other folks now that I've met later in life. But for a long time, most of my friends are mainly Latino. But 
moving to Delhi City, uh, it I moved. I went to a school that was mostly Filipino. A lot of them first generation Filipino kids too. Like, um, in my generation, in my mom's side, I have it's five of us. It's it's four. It's five boys, and we're all like in roughly in the same age group. We're all cousins. So, I'm my parents' first kid, and I'm like in the middle. So I have two younger cousins. and I got two older cousins. I'm like I'm like right in the middle of that generation. It's so like mm-hmm. my two older ones. Um, they're also the second. They're the second children of their of their parents, and they're like the '90s babies. Whereas they have we have we have older cousins who are '80s babies. So, but we're all like second generation Filipino kids, Filipino Americans. Oh, okay. So, and my mom isn't like she's like the youngest girl. So she there's like a then she has a a, a brother who's younger than her, but she mm-hmm. has uh three older sisters, and they. And when they came here, my mom was younger, so she really grew up in San Francisco and had more of that kind of an upbringing rather than like a culturally Filipino upbringing. She doesn't speak Tagalog. She doesn't really, oh, really? have like attachments to religion. Um, okay. And I'm gonna name stereotypes like for these like the things no, you I mean, think of like I mean, they're stereotypes kind of for a reason. Like they are like, right. but they are also like cultural kind of hallmarks yeah, too. Yeah, sta- staples in our like yeah. you know community, I guess. And yeah. um. She didn't have any kind of attachment to those things. So okay. I grew up pretty American with American culture. And, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I, I grew up listening to, like, Nirvana and shit like that. Like, I didn't have, like, my mom wasn't listening to, to like, the R&B 80s music from the Philippines. That wasn't her shit because she grew up in the 70s out here where the music was, like, probably a lot better. Like, so I forget, was your mom born here? I forget. Did you say your mom was born here? Or did she? My mom's American. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, she grew up here. Gotcha. And she has stories about growing up here, and mm-hmm. like, so, I'm I don't have like much of a attachment to like the quote homeland mm-hmm. like that. I hear stories, and like I had a great grandmother who would show us like slideshows of like the war and effects of the war from back in the day. But when we would watch it, none of us really like didn't really engage because we yeah. don't we don't know about it. Yeah. But, um. But long. But like just to kind of bring that all together um my cousins have more of an attachment because like let's say my mom's younger brother he married into a family he married someone that was from a family who was like fluently speaking the language and his wife speaks it so like my cousin has an exposure to that side of uh, being filipino like doing like home traditions um and uh same thing with all my other cousins, like all of my other cousin's parents, except for maybe one of them, maybe him and I are like more alike. He's also half Mexican. So I think him and I have more of like a similar, maybe like a racial, uh, I'd have to, I mean, I should talk to him about this. I've never have, he's a little younger than me, but him and I should probably talk about like some of the racial, uh, identity that crisis that we've had, or maybe unsure. Un, what's the word? Um, ambiguity uncertainty 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 about Uh like what to identify as so i I should talk to him about that but yeah i've always felt like the the, quote least filipino person in my like cousin lineage because of like one blood wise yes that's true and also like culturally that's also true so like there's also just there's just things that used to come up when i was growing up that i I wouldn't understand but i didn't feel uncomfortable about not understanding Mm -hmm. it like I knew it was because of this and I was never like ridiculed for it. So it wasn't like it was a bad thing. It just, I always took note of like when I didn't recognize something happening. Yeah. yeah it's so, really interesting. Yeah. It's just kind of hard to like point out things, yeah. but that that ties into, uh, you know, my time in daily city because let's not pretend that it's a suburb and let's not pretend it's a very sheltered suburb, especially like where Westmore is. And like people who live there would probably agree now that we've grown up and moved and a lot of them have moved away from there, hopefully. But 
you know, a time in fifth grade, like those kids were sheltered and a lot of them were first generation Filipino kids. So when things would come up, like, so I, if, if it came up in conversation, it would be like, oh, you're not Filipino. Like if they asked me what I was now, I'd say, oh, I'm half white and half Filipino. They wouldn't hear, they wouldn't even acknowledge the half white part. They'd be like, oh, what? You're Filipino? No, you're not. What's this mean? What's this word mean? Like, it'd uh, be dude, a lot of that kind of shit. cultural gatekeeping, dude. And yeah. that's, and that kind of, it didn't like hurt my friendships with those people. It just hurt, it, it hurt me from like, I don't even say it hurt, but it, it like stopped me from engaging in those kinds of conversations yeah, to even want to learn yeah. more it about kinda, it. It kind of, like, it's discouraging is what it really is. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact and, fucking thing as me bringing my spam. I'm like, okay, well, fuck, like. On, on the to, opposite like, end, fair. but yeah. I have to be fair because, like, you know, also, like, not nah, fuck that, but we, I understand, like, if you're a sheltered kid growing up, because, like, I had a lot of experience to other cultures in San Francisco, like, going into this corner of Daly City near the fucking cliffs near Westmore and Fernando and, like, where Ranch Ranch Nine is. It's not like those people are fucking going out of the, out of their comfort zone, out of their culture zone yeah. every day, like yeah. I was. I was yeah. going to a place where there was way more different cultures, and like not even having have to be like an example, like, mm-hmm. and not even having to acknowledge that it was everyone was different. Like we yeah. just knew that we were all different. Yeah. So when you go to a place that's a little more like racially monog- like monogamous or not monogamous, uh, uh racially uh, one way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not, not to say that there weren't other Asians and other like, cause my friend group at, but from a result of that, most of my friend, I had one Filipino friend at the time, maybe two, and then like, you know, Latino friend, black friend at the school, like, other people that were also kind of minorities as far as where they fit into that specific school population, um, because like a lot of it, the Filipino kids would hang out with only each other, like, and that's just because like they knew each other growing up, they're all from that city. A lot of us weren't from Daly City that went there like originally. So like a lot of like some of my friends like from Oakland or different parts of San Francisco like I was and we had been displaced to move there like that's kind of like the beginning of that era too. So there's like a lot of that stuff going on. So it didn't take long for them to really believe me because they like would see my mom pick me up or they would see like my mom show up to like a band recital. So it it, it lay they like they would lay off like they wouldn't it didn't it wasn't like a lasting thing throughout my whole school time where I had to like convince people. It became fairly known quickly that like. Yeah, I'm half this and I'm half that, and it was never anything after that. But always, it was always like in the. I just remember the beginning stages of having it be like, really, like you said, gatekeeping, cultural gatekeeping, and and that just comes from their lack of exposure as at that age compared to my privilege of having exposure at that age. Mm-hmm. So like I put it in two different perspectives of like it's not their fault, and traditionally, it's a culture that's been like, you know, robbed and like taken away just like every other culture so So there's a there's a protective why wouldn't you you can understand the protective aspect or like the very and again like we're we're also very proud people to a fault sometimes too like yes you know if you take anything um, too far it's to a fault but yeah and i was like equally as proud so if someone was to like say that to me it would it would hurt yeah for sure but it it wasn't like a hill that i like died on it was just okay fuck like you don't remember like you don't you don't acknowledge it like i don't you're not I don't have to acknowledge you either as like someone that's important yeah. to me. So we could just go our separate ways, but it did affect me a little bit because it, I sure. think it stopped like me from making more friends than I could have. Mm-hmm. Um, and like all these people that did that, like I, I, I totally understand. Like they're just more sheltered than I was. They were mm-hmm. more in, in the scene in the, they're in a smaller town in a smaller area of like a place that I didn't grow up in. I, I went there when I was 10. So like 
I had like a whole different life. Like I had a whole different exposure, like to just different, a different world. So I also wouldn't have seen like that. Like I wouldn't have been in certain areas as a kid, like, um, like where my grandma would take me if I wasn't half Filipino. You know what I mean? Like I probably would just be in the daycare because my other grandparents are working. Or, right. Like, right. Like if I was just a different, if I didn't have the mom that I have, I wouldn't have this exposure to every other, um, non-white <laughs> race like to suffer lack of a better term because my grandma didn't hang out with white people like she was hanging out with like filipino folks uh latino ladies asian ladies like um which so i that, think that is was really like... re reflect which then i think yeah that's actually really cool like it really reflects how you then basically kind of how you carry yourself too like socially interpersonally right. like you're literally kind of doing the same thing <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and it's and I and you have to recognize it as a privilege because I also like, you know, I I do look more white. So like you have to accept everything that comes with that. Like you have to accept like when you're on the other side or it's some things get pointed out that you don't necessarily feel comfortable with like like if I got cuz I I tan better than my white family, right? Like that aren't mixed people. It's like if we were out in the sun, I'll get darker, they'd point out, "Oh, yes, like he has a darker skin or they would say things like that and it's silly it's funny to think about that now because like what i look like but these are like things that i remember hearing and like it would never be a thing like if like if my cousins who are white and they're like brother and sister they would never talk about their tan <laughs> you know like they would never even acknowledge that so it makes me think now like why are those things that why are those things looked at and if i wasn't like yeah why is it such a why is it such a focal point yeah. why is it such a focal point part of the conversation right like from like regarding me at least so it, it was because it, it was never a thing regarding anyone else mm -hmm. so like those things always you know kind of they leave a bad taste in your mouth but it was it's also just like there's also people that cared for me too they didn't treat mm -hmm. me different they didn't treat me differently these are just things they said out loud microaggressions yeah. right like it's always comes from not that, meaning any harm but that other it, piece too it does just, leave it, yeah Filipinos are just, like, a, there's no filter too. like, they just, it's all like, I'm yeah. surprised there's not more like Filipino comedians out there, but like, you know, like, cause we're just, we, we comment, we, ob we comment on everything. We yeah. fucking observe everything. Well, and the people that would make those comments were like yeah. on my white side, but I could flip it on my Filipino side okay, too. Sure, like sure. if I, if bad, I was getting, bad, yeah, yeah. if I was getting like a tan or something, they'd be like, Oh, now you're starting to look like a Filipino. Like it, it, it yeah. goes both ways. And it's like, yeah. you start to think about how your family sees you yeah exactly you all of a sudden like, you have this fucking like microscope on yourself on you for or you're being kind of like spotlighted in this way and you're just like yeah this is exceptional like all of a like there's something there's something either unique or odd or depending on who's commenting you know like yeah. you suddenly start to like see like oh these are these things people are taking notice of these things and commenting on mm -hmm. these things about me like so how much should I be, um, <clears throat> you know, how much should I be self-conscious about this? How much should, or to what degree should I be proud of this or whatever? Like right. you really start to just think, you really just start to see yourself more in relation to like, what is your place among other people, mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. And, uh, and that's like not easy to understand if you're not aware of it, like, if you've just if it's just never been brought up to you before it's hard to explain that to someone like because like the stuff i said is like kind of upsetting but there's people that have gone through way worse like as far as what i'm talking about on the day on a daily basis i don't totally understand what it's like but i have like a bit of an experience with people that i like identify with not maybe not outside of my race but like in in my own 
mixed. I've had to deal with certain like discomforts and maybe like rejection or what I don't I don't really know what to call it, but no, I think, I think I, that's a result. No, I think what you're bringing up is just that question of like validity. You know, mm-hmm. that's even mm-hmm. something that I like kind of ask myself or have questioned more more so in my like young adult life but it's like who's to say what makes a person anything enough but in this case who's to say what makes a person filipino enough or whatever like Mm -hmm. just that you know it's which is really fucking tricky you know regardless of if if you're full filipino or mixed filipino but probably more baggage if you're if you're mixed like like there's the, the cards are stacked a little bit more um, and it's because, like, I want to learn about everything that I am, right? So mm-hmm. whenever I'm doing research and I look at stuff and I'm like, should I start looking at, like, Italian things now? Should I start looking at, like, certain Mexican things now? Should I look up the origin of my name? Like, what could I look up? And, like, who could I talk to in my family that could give me history, like, reliable mm-hmm. history, too? Not just, mm-hmm. like, some oral history that's, like, what they think. And so that that's always, like... That's always hard because I'm. Always, I think I'm always going to be on like this search for like some kind of a uh, grasp of like where I come from and who I am. But it's also like it's really more about where you're going too. <laughs> so, That's true. Yeah. Uh, like, so I don't know. I I, I think I, I don't know where I, like I kind of got off topic with a little bit. But nah, dude. That's just kind of my shit. early this experiences is, with. No, like, they're for real. For real. This is. Where I knew we were going to blow some blow some yeah. doors wide open with this one. So this is all good. But uh, but also like on the flip side, like nowadays like if i'm out and i'm like at a like i'm at film or something or if i'm like at a restaurant where some some of the people ask me like are you filipino like so that makes me happy because like nothing about me looks traditionally filipino like you might have to like gaze and like stare at me a little bit but <laughs> no i was gonna like, say i was i was genuinely shocked when i learned that you were filipino yeah like, a lot of a lot that? of people are yeah. um a lot of people think i'm latino so a lot of people think i'm just white some people have asked me if i'm middle eastern so like uh-huh it, it's it's that's just never gonna go away which is fine but um like it, it's cool that now if i bring it up or if it's brought up or if it ever comes up there's a lot more um conversation to be had especially when it's with filipino people like yeah they're, like super stoked to hear that and i i get a little bit of the like oh you know you look white you should go to be an actor in the film like Honestly, I, I get, the only I thing that a, the only thing that i used to get that a lot yeah. in my life and yeah. uh I think that's fucked up to say that because I think it I would never want to go exploit that against someone who wants to really be an actor. I don't really want to be an actor. So if I would get that over like someone else because of how I look. I mean, dude, like look at I mean, they really eat that up, though, like especially the for sure. The only thing that the only thing that uh, what how do I put this? The only thing that like the uh, Filipino American audience loves more than Filipinos in the entertainment industry is half white Filipinos in the entertainment right. industry. And Tim so, Lincecum, <laughs> fucking Vanessa Hudgens, whoever like, yeah, okay, Haley, so like, Darren Chris, Haley Steinfeld. When, when when I wait who? Uh Haley Steinfeld, the not Haley Steinfeld, okay. Yeah, yeah. I um well I was gonna say like a a lot of my actual like celebrity idols are half really like they're mixed race people. Brandon and I think Lee. it's just because of like not having not knowing who I identified with growing up, like, and I don't want to make this about mixed Americans month, but like this, it. I'll, I'll just put it this way: a lot of my heroes, Dave Bautista, Tim Lincecum, Mark okay. DeCascos. Shout out to Mark DeCascos. Hell yeah, baby! Uh, there you go. Brandon Lee, who's half Asian, you know, like yeah. a lot of these people are are people I've looked up to, and um, and there's more like, 
I can't think of too many right now. Mm-hmm. I didn't really look up to Vanessa Hudgens, except when she had photos leaked. <laughs> and um, but you looked at Vanessa Hudgens as as did we. <laughs> I looked it up. Yeah, you so, looked it um, up. <laughs> Jesus. But you know, I, I guess, uh, I guess what I'm saying is like, I've always had a uh, a grasp of that side of my identity, and like, I even if I had like turmoil with some of the folks, it didn't scare me away from like keeping it part of my. Uh, you know, identity, I guess. Like, I didn't, I, I still don't shy away from acknowledging it. And I don't think I ever have been. I've never been discouraged totally to not identify with it. So I always say, like, I'm American because, like, truthfully, that's what I am. My my family is full of just American Filipinos, I would say. Mm. Like, a lot of my, a lot oh, okay. of my yeah, temperament comes there. from some yeah. of my family and, like, my older cousins who are, like, 80s babies. And, but culturally, how I grew up, I would say, like, I got it mostly from my grandma and then, like, my, other family because she would you know um i think i feel like hand-me-downs is a very big thing in filipino culture like as far as not traditional like brother to sister but like, like or cousin brother to younger cousins, brother yeah. but like yeah my grandma taking things that oh my yeah cousins stealing the toys know we're and gonna stuff. Be I, loved, I love that story and like i don't know if i told you about the batman figures of my older cousin but I get, my grandma gave me like this you, box of Batman. No, you, li- no, you told yeah. me that story. It's a I great love story, that. right? That's amazing. Yeah, I love that. So just stuff like that, and that happened with clothes. If I look at pictures now of the clothes I had, like that's definitely from my older cousins, like because it's it's fresh ass hip hop type gear, and like and, and it molded who I kind of am today and shit. So like a lot of that wouldn't have happened if I didn't have a Filipino connection. Like if I didn't have that in my family, a lot of it would have just been. I might have been just like a regular ass like white kid acting up in a grocery store like i don't hate i hate to say that to give that like example and, and put white people in that but you know just saying it's we're going stereotypical here a little bit so i um yeah so my exposure to certain cultural norms wouldn't have happened if i wasn't half filipino um like i, I feel like i have a uh i have a good perspective of, yeah it seems that you do an appreciation of it because of that mm-hmm um, yeah, and I didn't have without someone having to tell me that someone that people go through these things without I had, having like, to like exposure. spell it out. Like it kind of just happened yeah. organically for you. And that's 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 actually pretty mm-hmm. fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and um, but like there's a lot of things I like I would like to know more about. But I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I've been talking a lot, so no, I, it's okay. No, I, I just, honestly that was back. really cool, and that that I think this is a nice pros- practice in us, like less like, but like you know, it's cool. I I'm, I'm really digging this different. Yeah, pace. I don't want to do the cheap. I don't want to like just say like, hey, I uh. Learned how to make loopy. I used to make loopy with my mom. No, we're not doing that school. shit. Like, I'm not Fuck doing that. Here. I'm not gonna like, do that. That's like, a given. Like you know, whatever. Like, but mm. <laughs> it's okay. But so. I, I think the point I was gonna make, like, with as I got older, a lot of like the the non-belief, like, like I said, that's that stuff didn't last long. And like when I got into high school, and if I said it, so I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, I have well, like good. a cousin. I'm who's glad. Half, I have a cousin yeah. who's half white. Or like, yeah. they'll a lot of people more than not have like mixed like who are filipino have cousins or relatives who are also mixed and um mm-hmm. that's also refreshing to know that like someone else who's like full-blooded yeah knows someone who's mixed and like that's that's really cool to me and i was also always encouraged to join like the fil- the the philam clubs like and and i kind of like my effort did kind of represent what i like it was a half-assed effort like when i was in high school like i didn't always go i didn't always get involved and um so I had other things. So I was playing baseball. I was, sure. uh, you're a multifaceted you know, in theater, individual. I was in theater class. I was mm-hmm. trying to finger fuck people. And, like <laughs> I knew what was happening around. That was a Dave Chappelle <laughs> reference from one of his stand-up specials, just in yeah. case anyone was fucking wondering. <laughs> yes, 
I know he's going through it right now, but that's yeah. that's a that's a classic throwback. Hopefully yeah. you caught it. Yeah. And if and if I offended someone, <laughs> I'm sorry. So I was playing comedy clubs. I was showing my friends were dealing crack on the side. <laughs> Smoke weed from time to time. Smoke Trying to figure fuck people. <laughs> I knew it was going around me to some extent. Yeah. So I don't know. But a lot of that like is because I I look at it as because I was like you know half Filipino mm. and half white too. Like I also have a different perspective because I'm half white. So mm-hmm. it's like. It all goes together, um, but just to acknowledge like how much influence that's had on me, like it's yeah. really hard to like give everyone credit or give everyone yeah, on the Philippine I mean, side like the credit they deserve for absolutely. exposing is, me to these things. Yeah, um, and friends too, friends and family of friends, like yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, so <clears throat> for sure, like I think that's a really just unique, super unique perspective on, and it's like like really kind of a privilege that you had that growing up which is super awesome like i kind of feel like i was definitely like in the reverse like dropped into this like you know i don't know it's like uh what's what, what would be the equivalent here it's like all of a sudden i was dropped into this into this setting where you know especially when i moved to pacifica like where yeah i was kind of what I even just what I was in general was being kind of questioned altogether. So like as I was saying mm-hmm. with that whole kickball piece, I'm like these kids don't even all they can think is to like insult me by saying that I'm Chinese or whatever the fuck because I'm yeah. like pudgy, yeah. pudgy and like light skinned and I'm very obviously not Latino, you know, like or whatever or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So it's kind of like that's all you fucking got. But anyway, so <clears throat> so sixth grade, like that was all kind of well and good. I was just like, Oh, like these kids are Filipino. I'm going to like hang out with these guys now. And I'm like, just very much kind of, there was definitely kind of a resentment as to the environment that I grew up in. I was like, dude, like, like a lot of, which is funny because a lot of my friends, whenever we're like reminiscing and I bring up middle school, they're like, they all say that they fucking hated middle school. And like, I'm kind of in the reverse where I'm like, yo, I kind of fucking, for the most part disliked elementary school like especially like the latter half but i really loved middle school but i think it's because yeah like i just really found myself among yeah and we talked about that like on the dance episode like yeah yeah, exactly it doesn't like it doesn't take away like some of the like scars Mm -hmm. that are like Mm -hmm. like just because you haven't you you learn you learn to have a good time at these like shitty places right like yeah you kind of like you're making like lemonade out of lemons because you kind of don't have any other choice like chicken shit out of chicken salad like, yeah or chicken salad or chicken shit yeah <laughs> um but yeah so then seventh grade i think things took a f- turn even further um in a couple of different ways um in terms of kind of owning so i, I then found myself among around even more filipinos because then i like a lot of it had to do with me moving from beginner band to advanced band and there were just more filipino kids in the advanced band like mm. specifically mm-hmm. speaking a lot of the girls in the band were, were Filipino and I mm-hmm. like systematically, I think that was also just part of my kind of own sort of like romantic, like early romantic or like sexual development or like, if you want to think of it like that, where all of a sudden I started to like find like, Oh, like, Oh, like not just because I was like girl crazy or whatever, but I was like, Oh, I started to like, just, I had all these mini crushes on all these girls who were also <laughs> Filipino, you know? Okay. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. yeah. I, all right, I I would like to I kind of like relate to that, but oh. I'll, I'll let you finish. That's okay, that's okay. Um, but yeah, just being like, oh, like you know, these girls like, these girls kind of you know, there's they were from the same, were cut from similar cloth, not the same cloth, but like mm-hmm. feeling me feeling like they're you know like 
attractive and stuff and not just physically but also just temperamentally like i see that there's just this vibe amongst them and then like a couple you know one of one one or two of them who shall remain nameless like i was just like actually just like legit like in love with and shit like that (laughs) but you know like so i think that there was that piece and then also like what really kind of just like this also kind of kicked things in overdrive for me um in seventh yeah in seventh grade i just do you know who rex navarrete is does that name rex navarrete no no okay so he is a he's a filipino stand-up comic and he he was kind of like you know joe coy is like hella big now like he kind of he sort of did it first he was like the like he didn't get he's not never got nearly as big as joe coy but he's like a bay area legend like he Mm -hmm. ish like he actually yeah he born in the philippines grew up in uh grew up in south city like went to like monteverde and shit probably went to probably went to like El Camino High <laughs> like like probably by <laughs> okay. like Westboro all that stuff um but yeah like he had a few stand up albums like like CDs out and then but he had this Filipino DVD or sorry this stand up special DVD special called Hella Pinoy and that was mm. like mm-hmm. my freaking religion for that year like I watched that over and over again memorized all the bits Mm-hmm. Like, cause that first thing it's, he kind of opens the stand up special with, yeah, it's kind of like his own version of like, you know, you're a redneck if that, da, da, da. like, so I kind of okay. like, yeah. for me, it was almost like helpful to kind of, I, because I didn't grow up with a lot of these. So the thing is too, like my parents, even they divorced when I was eight. So even, but you know, regardless, like my parents, they aren't, even though they were born in the Philippines and, you know, born in, born in, born and raised in the Philippines and everything like that. Um, you know, they got married there, they had me there and all this and all this and everything and all all that. They're not like necessarily like the most, like, I don't know how to put this, like kind of like garden variety. They're not what you would necessarily expect from like Filipino immigrant parents. Mm -hmm. Like they're not Mm -hmm. super, typical in that way in certain ways and they're in some ways they kind of are but they also are very much i would say just like not like typical Mm -hmm. so in like listening to those stand-up routines and just hanging on rex's every word frankly so much so to the point where i actually started to talk like him a little bit like like okay because i just listened to him so much and i think that happens that can happen for anyone whether it's the movies you're watching or the music you're listening to or whatever for me yeah, for me, those learning about, like, hearing those jokes and kind of, like, learning about those kind of, like, common stereotypes that, you know, folks in the community even acknowledge and like to poke fun at themselves and kind of everything, you know, like, all the cliches and everything. For me, that was actually really helpful because that was, that for me, that was sort of, like, an early crash course. And so I was like, oh, so this is what happens in, in my community or, like, this is these are the common experiences mm-hmm. and things like that. So for me, that was really, that was really helpful to, to be, to learn about it in that way, even if these were things that didn't expect. And, but, and I knew these weren't necessarily things that happened within my own family, which mm-hmm. again, is kind of interesting to me. I'm like, yeah, like not a lot of this really kind of plays out, but I am familiar with a lot of this, like, cause I know, you know, because right. like among my friends or whatever, what I've read, what I've seen and, and stuff. So that, <laughs> But then the flip side of this, and I think maybe it was kind of like an overcorrection on my part, but also me just trying to sort of like, I guess, maybe avenge my my younger self, like 
as I started to identify more, I was like, you know, by that point, I'm like, shit, yeah, I'm Filipino, all that shit, you know, like fucking mm. like Filipino pride. Everybody fucking having that on their, on their, uh, on their AIM screen names to the point where like or whatever their away messages or their profiles, and their MySpace yeah. pages, even to the point where I named one of my AIM screen names after one of Rex's album comedy albums. Called, I called myself Husky Boy Thirteen because he talks about how his mom like was like asking him what his we, this, we do that. Yeah, we do that now with like Instagram. People put the flag of their stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, so like, it was like an early yeah, version. Yeah. It was like my yeah. own little version of that. So yeah, yeah, like they. I stayed away from a lot of that kind of stuff. I'll say, growing up, I, I used to like kind of leave it alone. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I never really did that either yeah. because like I was like, oh, I don't really feel like I need to fly this. Like, I kind of for me it was like it was enough for me to kind of know more so what I am, you know, but. Right. Um, my internal process too though like i feel like i again to sort of as sort of retribution for what i went through in middle school i just all in in seventh grade especially the seventh eighth grade more so i just started to like just harbor this really deep resentment toward all the white kids i went to school with i was like fuck all these white kids fuck all these white people and like which one might have been kind of slightly deserving on some levels but like yeah, that was well, another I mean, piece. You don't want to. You don't want to be hateful back. You don't want to like also be hateful, but it's also resentment is a way better word. Yeah, like, it was just kind of like, well, y'all, people, you guys like fucking. You guys still don't understand me. You, you know, and also I don't have to deal with you anymore because I have all these other kids who actually want to be my friend. It was more just like, you know what? I'm done with y'all. I'm tired trying to prove myself to you. Like trying to like. I don't even know what it is like. No matter what I do, you're never gonna. You, no matter what I did or how hard I tried, you were never going to accept me in the first place. So I'm just like, I'm. I'd rather just go here with these people who, who understand me or who are like taking me in and like actually give a crap, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we and- just happen to be you know from the same country or like ancestrally, <laughs> right? And um, but that also comes from just like I don't know to kind of tie that in. I have a lot of resentment towards like I wouldn't say white people, but just like some of the I mean, like everyone else, like the culture of, of whiteness. Like I have mm. a lot of resentment towards whiteness that. Whiteness is because, a culture, sure. Yeah. Because of like let's say and this is maybe a kind of like a very deep example and like I don't um, want everything I just said to kind of go and like be left on this point, but let's let's like let's think about like the negative terms for Filipinos or just Asians, like mm-hmm. calling uh immigrants asian immigrants fobs right yeah fresh off the boat i had i've never really heard a white person say that before i've only heard like filipino americans refer to like immigrants as like oh that that one that person's a fob it's actually really derogatory isn't it like it's super derogatory and like but then i think of well where did they get that term from who created that term in the beginning it wasn't it wasn't the filipino immigrants who created created that term It, it was definitely like the white folks here or non-Filipino folks that were, but I, w- I would put money to say it was like, you know, yeah. American term, white term, things like that. So that's where like my resentment also comes from. Like, like kind of like what you're saying, like you're never going to fir- accept it in the first place. So like I look mm-hmm. at some of the Filipino Americans who have done, who have like, I've heard talk like that and just whether it's just like an easier way to talk, whether they're using slang or not, that comes from somewhere and that comes from like the negative impact. Of, yeah. That's thor- it's like, sort of this weird, like, it becomes this tool of, or this tool or instance of self-loathing, but it's kind of like who created that, who, who was, who cast that stone in the first place? Like who, right. Like who put that the into kids, the conversation. 
to like, divide, like, right? the, yeah like how did that get inserted who who put that there and yeah. when i think of like the filipino american kids who are like first generation who i was talking about who are like gatekeeping the culture in a way like mm-hmm. gatekeeping at least the identity they weren't hanging out with the kids who were newcomers to the school they weren't any friendlier to them that's like a, they were dude, probably a lot more fuck, fucked yeah. up to them than they so, were to me yeah, yeah, yeah so like when i think about that like and like this is a really kind of a deeply indoctrinated kind of thing like, it's just super entrenched it's, it's anti-american so, yeah, stuff. yeah like mm-hmm. so what i think and i don't want like all the, my whole point to like act like everyone's a victim or like but the effects are very clear if you just look at it and mm-hmm. like hearing you talk about it, it it's a very real just a very real occurrence and mm-hmm. like i wonder how many people like that i know have gone through like that at that I mean, i'm sure i know a lot but like i don't hear it that often mm-hmm. it's, it's also kind of like it's a bummer dude but it's also like it shows that you're like proud of yourself or it shows like a lot of self-reflection too to make that decision at that age like to be put there to like well you guys aren't to, like have a realization like, you guys aren't going to be my friends anyways like i'm just gonna go where people like me mm-hmm. and, and i think that takes a lot of like self-awareness that that. like just, kids it's hard yeah. for kids to do that yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah um so yeah basically from there i feel like you know truth be told i'm still i'm i i still feel like i have a lot of blind spots too like with oh. with my own understanding of of where i come from and who my people are and like there's been a lot of yeah but i i'm just feel like i just do it like a little bit at a time the thing too is like my parents never necessarily like set me sat me down and just gave me all of the these like breakdowns and stuff. I I kind of just mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. things in piece by piece as they've kind of shared things with me as things come up or as we like attend what attend events and and whatever. So I kind of feel like I've mostly been kind of in the same place. I've never really been because the other thing too that I I mean and I to be fair like as much as I'm proud to be Filipino and Filipino American. I also have a lot of, I actually, I, I, I will admit, I still, I have a lot of baggage with, <laughs> with this, not just, not necessarily our community at large, but also just like, I feel like folks in our generation, because that other piece, okay. like those yeah. kids that you were talking about, like something that came up for me was like, there's this term, like the crab mentality, like Filipinos can be really fuck like as hospitable as we come off and as friendly and blah, 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 blah. the other like the dark side of that coin is that Filipinos can also be clicky as fuck like yeah, you know of so that would kind of happen a lot and yeah it just becomes so like insular and it's like you just kind of feel like well shit like I don't know am I supposed to wait for an invite but it's also like you know you kind of don't even really you see just how exclusive some people can be and it kind of turns you off from kind of wanting to even be part of that in the first place like yeah I, in college, I was never one to do like Filipino cultural night or whatever, like the friendship games stuff at that, that the UCs and the CSU, uh, like Filipino clubs do. My best friend tried to get me to join up with some of that just because he knew I like transferred to SF State and like felt like making new friends, but like all was like, yeah, you know what? This isn't really my scene, but that's mm-hmm. also just me in general. Like, I've, I think it's been clear, but you know, all my. Halloween costume showed that that you know I really kind of just generally prefer to kind of do my own thing and yeah, yeah do like take things in on my own terms and figure things out like figure out what my relationship is with this thing in and of itself like I'm one of those weird like introverted extrovert type peoples 
But so I think that's another piece of it too. But really like I'm at a point where I think like I'm at, I'm in a, like a decent enough place with it. Like it could be better, but I'm also not going to be too hard on myself. I'm like, this kind of is what it is. And it's at least better than how things were when I was 11. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, You know, I, I see a lot of more like half white, half Filipino kids. I mean, like, even you know Seville's half black, half Filipino, right? Um, and you know that was a similarity we had of, of being half race people. Um, and like that—that's as I get older. Like that's also something I think is going to happen more in the future. So like, if, if I could always offer you know perspective on that, and also I just like want to put out there that I was always encouraged to learn about being Filipino and always mm-hmm. like there's never been a time where like my family held it at, like criticized us for being too American or like not oh, in tune good. enough with like yeah. our heritage. Cause yeah. like, you know, as much as like some of the weird, okay, let me think of a better term because I don't, I'm not Catholic or anything and things like that. And I have like my own gripes with that, but my family doesn't, they weren't getting on us for not wanting to go to church or go get our first communion. And they weren't forcing us to do things like that. Mm-hmm. So like they weren't enforcing some of these older ideals that maybe they didn't want to do when they were growing up. Like they didn't carry on certain traditions. And I think some of like the cultural identity gets lost when they do that. But I think it for, I think it was for the better because we all like, like you said, kind of just do your own thing. And when I think of my family now, we all kind of have our own, our own identities and it's all really under being American and, but just like doing what we want to do and, but also recognizing that we are Filipino family. And, uh, I'm not sure what my relationship is with like needing to identify as such, but you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's also, it's just what I am. Like I remember, I think identity is also something that should be fluid. That's the other, I think that's what I kind of were getting. I mean, I've been trying to been listening to you tell all these really like, really cool stories this whole time and yeah i think that's and not just not just not just like ethnic identity even yeah whatever cultural identity gender identity even fucking your fandoms like god forbid like a person why the fuck do you have to and it starts you know it's all the same bullshit we've had these conversations before when we were younger it's like what the fuck like you either listen to rock or you listen to rap like you're like you're either fucking marvel or dc it's like you can't spoke crap without rap yeah <laughs> rock rhymes with cock before, and you yeah. suck cock and rock sucks cock dan rhymes with man and men jerk off and he was a jerk off <laughs> um but yeah for real it's just this like pol- <laughs> this polarizing thing and it's just like okay what the like god forbid you're god forbid you can be a complex person with many different identities and many different facets to who you are and you know, it's tough because when you're younger, you're just looking again, dude, it's what you fucking said. Like when you're filling out the forms or like on the SATs or the star test, mm-hmm. like it's like the world is trying to tell you, the world tries to tell you like you have, you can only circle one of these circles. So like choose fucking yeah. wisely. And then, like, and that like, fuck, you just took me back again with that because you become almost like hung up on that. So where now I can't even think about the test because like, am I even like. Am I even being looked at as the correct answer? Is this score going to reflect as, if I do bad on this test? Will it reflect poorly on the Pacific Island? Dude, half the time, see, like, my whole time in middle school, I thought I was Pacific Islander because, like, there's that whole whole, whole other thing of, like, oh, Filipinos aren't Asian. Like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that that's I think already that's like, the conflict is already baked in there. They're like it goes yeah. back so deep. It's freaking crazy. And it just brings up like it brings up just the fact that that exists, and then you start thinking of other scenarios in your head to where it's like, oh, what what about this? What about that? Um, and I just remember like you know I'll give a shout out to my friend Julio. Um, he's he was like he's a really big friend of my wife, and I remember just we were talking about it one time, and I just said like. I forgot exactly what I said, but I told him it's hard to really like think of the Filipino American experience when I'm like only half Filipino. And he goes, "But you are Filipino American," mm-hmm. and he didn't yes, even like. Are. And it, it was just like a very like it was very refreshing because like it's also you don't have to like it's not that deep at the same time. Like it, there's a lot of deep shit that's with it that comes with it, but you don't have to get hung up on like some of these things. Like yeah, it should just be simple again. Half, you don't need to like, like gate cal- geek the last person. Like, there's enough people gatekeeping out there. Like, you shouldn't do that to yourself either. Yeah. It doesn't matter what fucking, what it is, whether whether it's a discipline or a fandom mm-hmm. or, like, a cultural group. It's just, like, I mean, or, or, like, the cultural groups that you belong to ethnically, genetically. I'm not saying, like, hey, like, if you're fucking Rachel Dolezal and you wake up one day and decide, I'm a black woman now. <laughs> like, that's a different conversation, Ooh. but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could... I could always like just I, I think about those like white dudes that like adopt Filipino culture. It's the I, same I, I remember shit to me. vividly this uh this friend of this friend of like my cousins, he was he's a white dude and he would just always brag about knowing Filipino shit. And like mm. at one of my parties he got on the dance floor and did the, the, the ocho ocho. Yeah, the oh, dance you're and, like, me, dude. Oh well, cause the song was playing. Well no, like, no, but still like it, oh but, my god. And uh but people are like laughing and he's just doing it more and he's not realizing that he's kind of being laughed at. Like, and that's like, you know, there are those like, then I, then I see where the gatekeeping comes from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when, when I get to witness shit like that, then you, you get to get the perspective of like, okay, this is why people like say, don't believe this is why people don't believe me. <laughs> like, cause this shit's happening. Out yeah. Here. It's, there's like, the, there's a minstrelsy aspect of it, but that, yeah. there there is also that, I think this is more of an this is more of an issue with like not with like older generations and stuff but like there is this interesting what I feel like I have seen where Filipinos tend to again be very insular kind of want to like stay or Filipino Americans tend to be very can be insular and just like stay within their communities but at the same time mm-hmm. there can be this sort of underlying underlying desire to still conform and assimilate in certain ways in order to be accepted by like okay quote that's mainstream a really good point. white quite really yeah, good mainstream point. white america so it's we're getting more into the present day here coming yeah like coming away from you know the uh, the nostalgia aspect but yeah i just thought it was worth mentioning but i think more to the point it's really just like i think that's also a lot of what we kind of do here it's just i don't know you 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 can wear many hats and you can be like a complex you know person and it's just like you don't have to just say everything was all good or everything was all bad like it, it is things are how they are and i think you you really shouldn't stress out about putting everything into one box or just being able to fill out one circle on this on the stupid ass right. <laughs> but yeah and then and then that's this like the, you know the effects of you know racism and mm-hmm. white supremacy i feel yeah. like because yeah. all those things Absolutely. are like white created and and yeah. There, there are things that are like not comfortable to do. Like I'm not comfortable doing any of that shit because I don't want to think it's anyone's business. And it, be, it just brings up, 
issues with me like it you know it's just, it's hard to pick one like what am i supposed to do and like and then like when if you are like a full filipino person like not seeing if i remember the, when there weren't not filipino boxes there like yeah that's true even that's a, that's a more be. recent development too is just right, even being so able like, to pick that from the menu like how could like how would it how did my like filipino american classmates feel seeing that like if I'm like having a hard time with just picking one, that's the privilege over than just not seeing yourself at all. Like that's true. That's you even have to... you have the privilege of like being burdened with choice. Yes. Or some people Whereas, don't like, even have a choice or feel like they yeah, have a choice. Exactly. And and that's like something that people need to understand. Like they at some point they need to like kind of figure that out. And hopefully this helps them get there. You know, other than that, I don't really have too much more to say about no, it I think, because yeah, I don't. I think, I'm not too like. That's... This is still an open-ended thing because, again, this is still an open yeah. book, as it fucking should be, which is fine. But I think it was just cool to see. I really appreciated hearing, yeah, like where you've come from. I never knew any of that about you until now. So that yeah, was right like, on, fucking man. dope. I yeah. mean, and, and I think this is like a really good kind of stepping stone for our, our series, too, because mm-hmm. like you guys are now hearing us talk about these things for the first time. And like we just had a mo- we him and I just shared a moment. <laughs> so, yeah, like I, I love this stuff. I love yeah, like these kind of these kinds of talks. Cause it go on forever. Like we could actually have like a whole series on this if we really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like, I would. I would even suggest talking about this more often than, uh, than once a year. Yeah. No. For Just sure. Because like as things come you know, up, it's uh, it's important stuff. Yeah. Like and, because there's like a whole like you said there's a whole other conversation about it. Like, there's the immigrant aspect. Like where I have family that are immigrants that aren't just on my mom's side, and also like. I've done I've done some research on like Filipino Americans history like Filipinos in America historically in the US and um reading fucked up shit and reading like inspirational shit so or inspirational educational work that Filipinos have done in the com- in the in the community of where we're at so and 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 continue to do and and how you see like Filipino stuff getting integrated into mainstream culture now so it's definitely like there's a lot of things happening and um, could be more representation, uh, but there also could be less. And I got to be happy for what we do, yeah, like what there true. is. And um, like I, I'm, I'm pretty uh, content, I guess, at the moment. There two more Filipinos in the podcast game. The fan, this uh, this yes, Filipino American life, many... we're coming for you. Ooh, I I listen to that show. I'm not gonna call him out, but I do love that show, and nah, yeah. and it really does like it. It, it makes me feel like um, you know included in, in something when i that's listen great, to that dude. shit that's great so yeah 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 i think that'll, that'll that's our that's our that's our october output for <laughs> that's our output for october right there i would say <laughs> yes yeah right on man well this is our, thank you all for checking out our first two-parter uh please feel free if you care to do so please feel free to just drop us a review on apple whether you like hate please. or love us preferably love whatever it's all good whatever you and got the podcasts are free yeah. like on those yeah, platforms it, so it you know yeah um hopefully this gives you an incentive to listen because it's a little more personal than reviewing mm-hmm. a movie that you may not like or although we are going to talk about of, matilda so. next i think so just saying oh uh, we've all seen that and we all love it and if yes. you don't then um you know it's okay actually it's not okay with off me personally cho- but off to the chokey with you yeah <laughs> it's much too good for children <laughs> of course all right dude i think that'll do it for today thank you all once more and uh i keep forgetting to i was like i came up with this sign off like three months ago but i still haven't said it but i'm gonna <laughs> fucking say it now but for no, no matter what happens remember guys you're only as old as you feel
Bye.